podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello there, my name is Miles Jupp, cricket fan, and together with my co-host Mark Wood, actual cricket man, we invite you to listen to Middle Please Umpire, a new cricket podcast containing the two of us banging on and sounding off together about cricket and quite possibly all manner of other things, while lifting the lid on Mark's life as an international cricketer. And as if that wasn't enough, we shall be welcoming some great guests along the way and chatting to them about life on and off the playing field as they spill the beans, drop some truth bombs and see if they can withstand the scrutiny of our brutal interrogations. Middle Please Umpire is available right now from all your favourite podcast providers. Welcome to the Manchester United Redcast, uh, brought to you after another win uh, for Ollie's Reds. Is the title charge on? Well, you know what? I'm going to be discussing it with uh, my esteemed colleagues, Dan Riley, the youthful Dan Riley, the youthful and fertile Dan Riley. Let's call him that. <laughs> Hello. How are we Hello. doing? Hello, mate. All good. All good. And back once again by popular demand, uh, our newest recruit outside of the January transfer window, uh, Shez Lahar. All right, Shez? How you doing, lads? Good, mate. All good. All good. All good. Was, Boys. Sorry, you wanted a, probably a bit of a bigger response from me there, but you know, I'm, I'm at work at the moment and I'm just going to play it cool. Do that. Do that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chuck out with like a very general question. Are we going to win the league, boys? Uh, Dan, you go first. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Thanks. That's a curveball there. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of think it would be nice, but I'm not quite sure that we've got enough. Um, I think the, I think I, I, I'm going to say no. Um, partly because I watched City yesterday and they looked worryingly good, um, and I think that. There are still, I think while we're kind of maybe playing at our optimum, as we, as you know, that could be expected from us, um, I think some other teams maybe aren't, City and Liverpool, namely. And so for that reason, I'll say that we'll probably come third. Shazad? Um, I have to say, I, I sort of agree with Tan. Um, uh, what's really... Uh, irritating and annoying at the moment is how some people are already talking about the league title like it's a competition between Liverpool and us. It's, it's obviously not. I saw Leicester play at the weekend. As Dan said, I saw City play on the weekend without an Aguero, without, um, without really going into fifth gear or even fourth gear, and, 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 and they look like they can, they can score goals, they look like they can create problems, and as I said, they've not even shifted into the higher gears yet. So I, I, I don't think we have got enough quality to compete with the likes of, of Liverpool and City. I mean, boys, I'm, I'm going to go the complete opposite, and I'm going to say, yes, I think we're going to win the league this year. <laughs> I'm glad one of us did. Tell us why, Aaron. Tell us why. I think we're going to win the Premier League. I just think Liverpool are beatable. City are beatable. I mean, look, a few weeks ago, people are talking about Pep Guardiola and him potentially leaving his job because they can't seem to find wins. They can't seem to to score goals. They played a Chelsea team who are very, very low on confidence. Um, mm. Frank Lampard is looking more and more clueless by by the week. Then again, Arteta looked clueless the other week, and when Arsenal were getting relegated, I just think you know 
there's something about us. Liverpool are dropping points, which I like. Tonight against Southampton is going to be a very, very interesting watch. And you know what? I'm hoping for a 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw or, 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 or a... a why, would you want a why would you want a draw? Well, Southampton, well, I'm just trying to be realistic. A Southampton oh. win uh, or, or a 1-1 draw will do me very, very nicely. But, you know, there is a chance we could go to Anfield ahead of them on points, top of the league for the first time in, in, in God knows how long. I just, I think it's such a crazy year. This could be, it could be us. It could be us. The most unlikely wow. title stories, but it could be us. Have we got enough um, at the back? That's what concerns me. I know everyone's talking about Bailly. That was amazing. Uh, after the game, the spirit of the lads, when they, when they all went up to him and probably nearly injured him. But anyway, um, <laughs> like, uh, um, I, I just... Like, you know how you've got a Van Dyke in, in the title-winning side or you've had a Terry and a Carvalho and for us, you've had a Vidic and a Ferdinand. Um, have we... I mean, is Maguire, Lindelof and Bailly those guys? Juan Zabe. Yeah, I mean, do these people win your league titles? I don't, we I don't know, know until we try. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just... I still don't think... Um, for large portions of the season, uh, Oli knows his best team. Listen, and I, I don't want to be that pessimistic twat, okay? Uh, but um, we're in a slightly uh, flattering position at the moment, Dan, don't you think? I think, I think the, if you look at the table, what I think is slightly worrying at the moment is the amount we've conceded compared to the other teams around us. And, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's got to have to probably improve um, in in order for us to maintain it across, you know, the remaining twenty. While we're talking twenty twenty two games left, we've got twenty two games left. Because the other thing is, is that because this league started later, I think mm. people are kind of getting a little bit lost in in terms of like where we are. I.e., it's not Christmas. It's not a normal Christmas. You know, yeah. normal Christmas is like halfway or past halfway, and we're not at the moment. So we've still got more than half of the season to go. Um, I mean, I think, I think Bailly's introduction is certainly uh, a lot better, and it just feels like there's a, a sort of, like a, a bit more of a safety net there at the back, you know, for those kind of, like, moments like we saw on, on, uh, on, on, on Friday night when he made that block at the end, which... Um, which I think was um, was great, and I think what that will also do as well is that I think what what is important about Bailly's, uh coming back and Bailly's form is that in the way that Tellez has improved, sure, I'm real. This I think this I think will will make Lindelof think, well, I'm not a guaranteed starter anymore, and so when if he comes in, he knows he has to be at his absolute best to possibly stay in the side and and obviously there's going to have to be a lot of juggling over the next month because um well we've got seven games in january if you know all things if 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 everything continues um uh, as planned so i think that it won't just be about our defending us defending well it will be about when we make those um changes which ollie has to make because he can't possibly play the same um back four or back five, whatever he decides throughout the, throughout the, the, the rest of the month. Um, it's whether or not the, we, can, we can keep going with those changes. And obviously that's about 
that's about Ollie making the right team selections, you know, and, and that's going to be. But so far, I think he, he's shown, that's something he's shown he can do well, is that when he has to make some changes, you know, he has to make some change. He has he, he can make the right ones. I mean, I, I've been critical of him not sticking to a to a to a formation, but with it, it just seems the games are coming at a ridiculous amount now. Um, yeah, so I want to pick up on a, I want to pick up on a point you made there. Um, the the improvement in Luke Shaw and David De Gea this season, I, I credit to to Dean Henderson and Alex Tellers. Luke Shaw the other night, and I've been very, very critical of him, was absolutely unreal. I've never seen a fullback overlap. Like, I haven't seen a fullback overlap like that since Paddy Evra or maybe Gary Neville. You know, he was everywhere. He was intercepting balls. He was there. He was all over the shop, you know, and it was absolutely brilliant to watch. Wan-Bissaka as well, getting into some good positions. I feel he's taken, you know, a lot of the criticism he had. He's had over the past sort of two, three weeks about his lack of attacking intent, if you like. I think he's taken it well. And I think he's he's gone and, and sort of shown, you know what, I can I can do it as well. And and he's 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 pushed ahead. But um, you know, Luke Shaw was unreal the other night. Mm. Yeah, I think Luke Shaw um, and Fred have been two players that I've been massively critical of, um, and perhaps rightly so. But Luke Shaw was absolutely incredible. And Luke Shaw uh, has improved massively. I I read something um, really interesting the other day, actually. He's actually changed his diet which is crazy. I've sent you both the article that I, that, that I saw. Is he, is, he down that, to, is he down to three Big Macs a night then? <laughs> that's harsh. Sorry, that's, that's harsh. Sorry, that's bad. I'm, 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 I'm saying that as a jest. Sorry, you carry on. Carry on. Yeah, that's actually made me laugh. Right, okay. Uh, but um, he's actually changed his diet and he said it's massively helped him focus. And he did actually say that... Um, uh, sort of lockdown and spending more time with family and stuff made him uh, sort of adapt a slightly unhealthier lifestyle. Um, uh, but now he seems to have found the right balance and stuff. So I think Shaw was massively, massively, massively important uh, in terms of in terms of how much he's improved. I just want to give a big, 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 big shout out to, to Paul Pogba because. Because when the guy's not sluggish, when he doesn't act like a baby, when he doesn't act like he's not bored or that every other footballer in the world is not on his wavelength, he's fucking effective, man. He was, he was releasing the ball quickly. He was distributing the ball uh, from side to side. He was involved in all of our attacks. He was involved, obviously, in the first goal. Um, he was linking up playing midfield uh, really well. Um, and he's, he, you know what? For once, he actually looked like he wanted to be there. Yeah, he's. Um, he, he's I, 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 of all the footballers that have ever played for United, I think he's one of the ones that I just can't, I can't work out. You know, it's like he can be so good, and yet he can be so infuriating. Um, but I think that the. the the overall reason, partly that 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 for the improvement is that when there's when there's when the competition for your place is proper competition, and yeah, not just point. someone and not just someone to cover you, but someone that can come in and actually become a first choice, 
i.e. Telles. And, and, you know, I think with Brandon Williams and Shaw, Brandon Williams was always, was usually being played because Shaw wasn't fit. The difference now is that the players coming in will, will come in and will stay. Um, so I think, so I think that's part of it. And just to go back on what you were saying about Juan Basaka, um, uh, Aaron, I think that he just needs to be more, um, confident. He just needs to believe that he can cross the ball. I was like hoping you were going to say loved. Because I, but I just think he just, sometimes <laughs> he just, he just, he goes forward. And then I think he sort of thinks I can't do this. And, and sometimes like, I mean, people talk about um, technique and sometimes it is just a question of just putting your foot around it and crossing the ball. And, and what will happen is you'll find that, I mean, I think what he was doing with that pass to Martial was he was putting it into an area. And, and what he needs to remember is if you put it into an area, then the attackers will find that pass. It, it's not about necessarily thinking, I have to play the perfect pass. And I think maybe that's what has been his problem. He's been worried about, oh, I can't, I can't pass it. You don't have to necessarily pass it perfectly. You just have to put it in there, put the ball in there for those attackers to find it. And, and hopefully, you know, that, that he'll take a lot of confidence from, from that um, assist. Because I also read that he's, he's, got a, he's, got, he's quite high up on the assists uh, this season. Um, but, yeah. All, all round, the squad feels like a, a, a. It feels like certainly one of the strongest squads currently in the Premier League in terms of players pushing one another to be in the first team. I think I, I, I've I've said literally like you know a million times. I think we're two two players away from challenging, and I think those players are are potentially centre halves, maybe a centre half and. And and a replacement for Matic, um, you know whether we go and get those in in January or not. I don't think that'll happen. But we're we're only a couple of players away. Let's take a short break. This is the Manchester United Red Cars catch on the other side. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Okay, we are back. This is the Manchester United Redcast. Um... Guys, uh, some some big games coming up. Obviously, we've got City uh, en route tomorrow night. Old Trafford, this is being recorded um, on on Monday night. In fact, it's not tomorrow night. It's it's Wednesday, isn't it? It's Wednesday. Spurs. Yeah, Wednesday night. Um, yeah. Spurs-Brentford uh, tomorrow. And then um, the FA Cup, Watford, Saturday night. 
how important are these cup competitions for us this season? Should we just be focusing on the league? Or, or, or do you reckon Oli's going to go full tilt to try and win something this year? I think it's massively important. Uh, the biggest reason is momentum. We saw how... Uh, important for our confidence boosting uh, the Everton game was um, uh, with, with, the, with, the, with the late Cavani and, and Martial goal, uh, goals. Um, winning mentality uh, restored in a side, as Dan said earlier, where players are competing uh, to get into the first team and pushing each other in terms of form. These types of games are massively important for Ali to see uh, which players are taking their foot off the pedal and which players are are, are genuinely not and are are, are consistently uh, proving uh, that they need to be in the first first 11. And you know what... Um, uh, as I said, I don't think um, we're strong enough to win the league this year. Hopefully I'm wrong and I'm hopefully I'm proven wrong. Uh, so uh, competitions like the FA Cup and uh, like uh, the League Cup will be important for Ali's confidence, for the fans' confidence in him and uh, for how we are progressing as a team by just winning silverware at the end of the year, having, having some sort of an achievement there um, uh, in our trophy cabinet. Yeah, I think the um, you've got an interesting one on Wednesday and Saturday because you've got City obviously in a semi, a, a, a two-legged first first part of a two-legged, and and Watford in the. No, it's, it's only one leg, mate. Oh, is it one leg? Yeah, yeah. it's all changed because oh, of because of COVID. Okay, right, okay, it's, well, it's just one hard semi. That's me who's done my research. Um, well, <laughs> what what I was going to say anyway was that I I was going to it doesn't really affect the point is that I would say that. Probably the priority is Wednesday because that's you're one step from a final there. Whereas the the, the FA Cup is the third round, you know. It, you know. But so I, so I think you'll probably see a stronger team for Wednesday than you will for Saturday. Um, bearing in mind, then of course you have to factor in Burnley on the following Tuesday back to the Premier League. So I kind of I kind of see that the stronger side being played against City. I can see. I can see the the Watford game being not not deprioritized as much as I think he'll feel that a, a, a weaker team can 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 do a job in that game. And I'm assuming, as per the last few years, that they're all one they're all one leg. So that will be a that will be a pens issue if we're if we're still level after extra time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's 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 going to be interesting. Obviously, you know, you, you mentioned before, Dan, um, what was it, seven games. I think one of the most important games we've got um, is Burnley next year, mm. 15, the rearranged game. It's it's going to be such an in, uh, a crucial game for us because it could put us in the lead going into the game at Anfield. But psychologically, will be massive, like massive. Um, I think you just mentioned the Burnley game is the game that was rearranged, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So going into going into that clash at Anfield, um, just knowing that uh, you are ahead of a side which has dominated the game for the last. I don't know how long now for the last season and a bit, and have been the most exciting prospect. Won the European, uh, won, won the Champions League rather. And we've uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We've not uh, even for a moment 
even at the beginning of any season, been ahead of Liverpool for the last, what, two, three years. So it is going to be absolutely crazy uh, in terms of just, just, just confidence and just being in a buzz uh, going ahead that game uh, being ahead of them in, in <laughs> detail even if it's for a few minutes uh, a few, few hours sorry I think we only go there ahead if they don't win today today against Southampton yeah yeah, yeah I think I read that as well and obviously we, we can go there level on points but I mean still yeah. like considering look I'm looking at it considering how shit we've been mm. over the past few seasons this ain't bad you know this isn't bad at all um it no, really and, I think, and I think the other thing is, is that it's it's enjoyable to watch, and that's that's mm. the thing, isn't it? I mean, we're not we're not just there because you know we've ground out results. We're there because we're playing good, entertaining football, and it's yeah, yeah. You watch, and that's the main difference. Because for a number of years, I can remember I I you'd watch United, you know, under under sort of Van Hal and 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 sometimes under Jose and. It would it would just be so soporific to watch and just it would be boring. You'd you'd sort of fifteen minutes in the game would just be going nowhere. It was all like it was all no risk. It was just let's not get beat. Sort of possession for the sake of possession. Now you you watch the United game and you you want to make sure you're watching in the first five minutes because there's a chance we might have you know we might have um, we might have scored. Um, just just a quick word on Burnley boys. I'm just looking at them. Since they got stuffed by Man City, they've been pretty fur, pretty tight at the back. I think they've gone three games without conceding. So that's not going to be a that's going to be a tough one that Burnley game. And mm. I think I think you're right, Aaron, in identifying that as a as a really important game. Um, so yeah, let's 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 hope that we can um, let's hope we can come through, still be in the both cups, and keep that momentum going as you mentioned. And um, yeah. Really, go to Liverpool with our, um, you know, with our tails up. Massive, 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 massive game, gents. Um, going forward, otherwise, I mean, January, Ahmed Diallo coming in, um, talks about Caicedo as well. Is this January all about offloading players and trimming the squad down rather than bringing more in? Yeah, probably. I think, I think Oli, um, uh, maybe about a month ago, uh, I saw an interview of his on on, on MUTV, and he was saying uh, that um, yeah, we want to bring in players to to strengthen uh, the certain areas that we're looking at this, that, the other. But um, um, it's about also uh, he he put it really nicely actually. He said it's also about giving those players who have not been given an opportunity here uh, to perhaps revive their career and. Uh, get more football um, uh, uh, in, in in different parts uh, of, of 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 the of the league. Um, talking about bringing people in, um, uh, the, the legend that is Darren Fletcher. He joined our coaching staff today, didn't he? Yeah, great yeah. appointment. I I was really happy with that. I I think I'd I'd even mentioned this a couple of um, couple of years ago. It could have been on the pod about how. Mm-hmm impressed I was when I saw him doing co-commentary and, and impressed at his level of analysis of the game. You know, you, you get pundits on, on Sky and BT who, you know, are there and they, they just kind of roll out the usual cliche nonsense. He was, you know, in the same way that Gary Neville seems to have a, a level of understanding of the game and how players' psyches work, 
he's someone who I think is 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 going to be fantastic. And and let's not forget, he was a you know he was a, he was a, he was a fantastic player for us in a in a in a in a, in a you know the, maybe not the most glamorous of one of our stars of the past, but I'd certainly put him up there. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely one of the most impactful players we've we've, we've had. Um, yeah, yeah, it's massive for us, I think. Um, just, I mean, there, there was talks of him coming in as um, a director of football a couple of years ago. You know, that sort of director of football that would be... <laughs> that, 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 that director of football, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, genuinely, I've, I've never known a job like to be going on that long with the recruitment process. So but talk, two talking years, three years with director of football... Then talking of getting rid of players, Aaron. It's so a, every, talking of getting rid of players... Yeah. We, have we still not found a Turkish team to take Marcus Rojo? Well, no. Apparently, Newcastle want him. Newcastle. Um, Newcastle. Is that so? Sheffield United are interested. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just his wages. He's in the last six months of his contract. Release him. Just get it over and done with. Let him go. Pay up 70% of his contract. Tell him to leave. Phil Jones, apparently, as well. A few teams want him, but conveniently, he's injured again. Just before the window kicks off, Phil Jones gets injured. Um, what about Jesse? Good old Jesse. Jesse. Well, apparently, Leicester want him. Your, your hometown club, Shez. Oh, wow. I, I, I can't see why. I wouldn't be so quick to, to let Jesse go at this point. Me neither. I, don't, I think that that's, that's a... You know, this is a guy who scored... Big goals for us in big matches. And if we have a, you know, an injury crisis further down the line and suddenly, you know, we've lost, um, we've lost uh, midfielders, then, and, you know, and we've let him go for, I don't know, whatever sort of amount of money. We, have we not, um, have we not uh, triggered his uh, extension? Yeah, he's got a one-year deal, but that's only to say he doesn't leave on a free. Yeah, but, but yeah, what I mean yeah. is, is that I, I, I think, I think, I don't think Jesse would really want to go anywhere. He knows how football works. He knows how your opportunities can can change very quickly. I, I would no way I'd be letting Jesse Lingard go. And I know he gets a lot of stick, but listen, he's a guy who's he's he's, he's scored important goals for us, and I think he's a technically a very good player. And I I don't think he should be going anywhere. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, boys. One man who will definitely be leaving is Odion Ogalo. His loan spell ends at the uh, end of the month. Ah. Uh, mm. Poor, poor old Odion Ogale. I like, I, 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 yeah, I just like to say about any. Thank, thanks to him because I really enjoyed him uh, when I saw Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. So did I. And he seems to be, you know, he seems to be a, a decent fellow, you know. He came yeah. in, he worked hard. Uh, and you know what I really liked about him? He genuinely understood the magnitude of the opportunity and the honour of playing for Manchester United Football Club. He's a fan, isn't which he? Is, well, yeah, which is really nice. You know, when you get to see a player come in and thinking, wow, I'm at one of the biggest clubs in the world and I, I'm, I'm going to put in a shift, you know. So, yeah, I, 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 as Dan said, I really, really like Igala. There you go. Um, boys, it's going to be a big week in the Cups. Thanks for joining me. Don't worry, I won't ask for any prediction because it's, 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 it's unpredictable right now. All I reckon is, is that United are on their way to the league title. That, that's, that's <laughs> Amen. Amen. We need. That's just my, my opinion. Uh, this is the Manchester United Redcast. Thanks to Shezla. Thanks to Dan Wiley for joining us. Uh, well, Enjoy another big week, Reds fans. It's going to be massive. Come on, United. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com.
Sports Social Podcast Network.